0: This is the DL Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dominique.
1: And I'm Miss Latrice.
0: Coming at you. Today's topic is post concussion syndrome part two. So, on part one, we focus more on how the concussion occurred and then the initial feelings, the initial thoughts, the initial concerns and what happened very soon after. Mm -hmm. For part two, we'll focus more on kind of the longer-term effects once you get past the year and kind of how the the symptoms start changing and kind of how your life has to change with it. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into it. Latrice, a year goes by, I know that we took trips and stuff, so one thing that I noticed, you started fainting, on the airplanes. Oh, yeah, we, we jumping right into it. You started fainting on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. So what's going on?
1: Um Yeah, so when I get on the airplane, maybe like five seconds after we ascend, this uncontrollable waviness, I don't even really know how to describe it. I can't control it. And I end up passing out. When we first went to Jamaica, I believe that's when we first experienced that. Was that what it was?
0: That probably was it.
1: Yeah, so when we first went to Jamaica, that's when I first experienced passing out, whatever. No matter whatever the trip was, I passed out. And yeah, I didn't know that I had done it until Dominique told me that like I had fainted. And it was kind of embarrassing because I just got up like everything was cool. I thought everything was cool, but it turns out I had actually fainted. And so what it feels like now that I know that that's what happens it just feels like I'm super, super dizzy and my whole body is literally just about to fall. Like, I know sometimes now I'm aware of it. Like, I can feel it. I'll lean right on over to Dominique and my head will just fall. And I'm just like, I feel goofy and silly. Like, I'm on some type of laughing gas or just some weird thing that's like tickling my head. Like, that's that's exactly what it feels like.
0: So one thing that I noticed was, and I'm glad she said that because I never knew what it felt like from her perspective. Mm-hmm. I just always made sure she would wake up knowing that we're on a plane and I was there and that we, she was good. Mm -hmm. So the plane will take off. And if we get pushed into our seats, so if like the, like she said, the ascent. So Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden they like, if the plane has to go up abruptly and push everybody down into their seats and we feel a little bit of G force, that's when the trees faints. So every time I get pushed back in my seat, I look over and the trees, head just drops (laughs) down. And, um, And I kind of, like, lift her head up with, like, mine, kind of, Mm -hmm. and just hold her upright until she wakes back up. Mm -hmm. And she's always a little embarrassed, but, I mean, it's okay. Right, Latrice? It's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's only not okay when I'm sitting next to somebody I don't know, which has happened. But luckily, most of those times, I did not even pass out or I tried to already fall asleep beforehand so that I'm not embarrassed or that I'm not having my head fall on somebody that I don't know because they don't know that I have post-concussion syndrome and I kind of don't want to introduce that like most people when they sit in the airplane they don't want to talk to you so it's been a fun journey
0: yeah so since we're on the subject of travel I know you wanted to talk about driving and how your ability to drive is impacted now Mm -hmm. so I don't know if you were driving before you had post-concussion syndrome at all so I feel like your introduction was driving with post-concussion syndrome yes So I'm imagining that's pretty tough. So just um, tell me just a little more about that.
1: Yeah, so I finally decided that I would take on driver's ed. I had the money. I had the time. Um, In the past, I just had a lot of traumatic experiences that stopped me from that, as, as well as financial experiences that stopped me from doing driver's ed or just learning how to drive in general. Also, nobody has car. Nobody had car that they could loan to me to drive. So once I got past all that, I was like, you know what? Um, we've graduated. This is like my free time to actually do it. I know that I have the time to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, and so I'm still dealing with post-concussion syndrome and I wasn't really thinking about how that would affect my driving until I started driving and I would be sitting in the car and if we hit a pothole, there goes my vertigo. If I went over a hill or something like that, then there I go getting dizzy again as well. And then migraines come on from the different lights, especially at nighttime, even with my sunglasses on, it's just very hard to actually continue driving. And so I was told by the neurologist, if any of my symptoms come on, that I have to just pull over to the side and then wait for them to stop and then drive again. The hard part with that is if, like I said, potholes in Indianapolis and Gary, Indiana, and I'm pretty sure in other cities there's so many potholes I would literally be pulling over, you know, every five seconds, you know? And then if I'm on a highway, I can't always pull over. And so I started getting like a little worried, like, well, how am I going to drive if I can't always um, pull over? And I just spent, you know, this 300 whatever dollar amount on these driver's ed classes finally went through the six lessons with my driver and I was feeling good. And then I'm like, no, um so right now what that journey has looked like it's been halted not just because of my symptoms but other factors but mostly I mean my symptoms are the things that I'm like concerned about because I really just don't want to be one of those people who is driving when they know they shouldn't so yes right now it's really affected the way I would drive or just me driving in general completely
0: you said if you hit a pothole you'll start to get vertigo so what is vertigo
1: Um, basically the way my vertigo happens is my whole body just feels off balance. I get a little bit of dizziness. I get a little bit of lightheadedness and I really just cannot function. Like I cannot concentrate. Sometimes my vision goes out briefly. So yeah, it just feels like you're literally off your balance.
0: Okay. Thanks. I always wondered, like I always heard people talk about vertigo. I was trying to use my context clues. (laughs) I thought I'm like, maybe people just get dizzy or the neck starts hurting or something. I have no idea.
1: And the way vertigo feels for... You know, other people, it may be different, but for the most part, it's just literally an imbalance.
0: Okay. Um, So you also wear
1: sunglasses. Mm -hmm. So what's been, what's it been like wearing sunglasses? Well, for me, I never really wore sunglasses before my concussion or post-concussion syndrome. um, So it's very annoying. For me, I have to remind myself to put them on. Like, I know people at Purdue will be like, oh, Latrice, you healed, girl. I don't see you with the sunglasses. And it's just, I forgot them. And so they would get mad and be like, next time I see you, like, shout out Lasani, Be like, next time I see you, you better have them on. Um, But I think we talked about in the other episode where people thought, like, I was getting abused and I was trying to cover up my abuse by you. And so... Yeah, it's not been fun. Then I've always had people looking at me like, why is she wearing shades inside? Like, why is she trying to be so stylish and so over dramatic and blah, blah, blah. And it, like, especially when I had the dark sunglasses, that's when I got the craziest looks and just what is she doing? But now that I have my red ones, which were, you know, something I had to fight for because my insurance did not want to pay for it because they thought I was just trying to get cool sunglasses. But, you know, I had to prove to them like it is for a medical reason, um it's been a lot better people still like a lot of people told me they thought these were my actual glasses and i'm like thanks
0: these glasses you can see her eyes through them by the way the ones with the red tint
1: yeah and in my previous sunglasses people could not see my sunglasses which for me sucked
0: people couldn't see your eyes
1: oh <laughs> yeah people could not see my eyes and my old sunglasses because of how dark they were which really sucked because I like connecting with people and I personally like looking at people. And so a lot of times people would not know that I was looking at them or talking to them because they could not see my eyes. Um, and so I'm grateful for these sunglasses because now, I mean, for the most part, everybody knows I'm looking at them, talking to them. And with these sunglasses, they're not as dark. They're rose gold tinted or something like that. But I still need a different kind. I need some polarized ones, the ones that truck drivers use that change tints based on the sunlight, based on the car lights and based on, the room lights inside.
0: So you mentioned classes and things like that. So how did post-concussion syndrome affect your senior year and how you were taking the classes?
1: Um. So senior year, I was taking... Well, senior year was kind of easier than it was my junior year. So like junior year, I told you I was taking 22 credit hours. I had 10 classes, had to drop them, blah, blah, blah. So we move into senior year where I'm still trying to complete these two incompletes from my junior year that I honestly thought I would have finished within like a month. That did not happen because post-concussion syndrome was still going on. Um, So I was freaking out a little bit with those two classes just because, you only get a year to finish them. And if you don't, it's automatic F. And I'm like, this is my senior year. Can't be having an F. Can't, you know, these were classes that I needed to actually graduate. And they weren't for my minor. Well, one was for my minor and one was for my major. And yeah, so I had a lot of free time senior year just because I took more than 21 credit hours every semester while I was at Purdue, except my freshman year. So as far as academics went, it wasn't that bad. But then I was working three or four jobs senior year, and then I was still doing performances. And I noticed that it really did affect my artistic and creative juices, I'll say. And, and it was a challenge. And I tried not to beat myself up over it because I'm like, you know, old Latrice would do something like this. And, you know, the new Latrice just can't like this was the best that you're gonna get and that's it um I could not like I said remember many words even things that I created I couldn't remember which was hard because no matter what I could always remember my poems but yeah I could not remember that stuff senior year but I, I made it through y'all everybody who saw me perform shout out to y'all I know and Jahari oh lord Jesus um you could tell I was still concussed just by looking at me dancing in those in those pieces I tried to take it easy and that was the hardest part because, like Ola oh, trees, like you know, we push through. We gonna get it. We gonna be in as many things as possible. So senior year was as busy as it may sound to people who don't know the Ola trees. It was a breeze. Um, I got straight A's, <laughs> which was great because I had been trying to get straight A's all four years. But yeah, it, it was more so difficult because Dominique was dealing with me having post concussion syndrome junior year, so then I was trying to deal with Dominique. In my post-concussion syndrome senior year to lift him back up and make sure he can graduate, but we're going to get into that in another podcast. Um, but overall, for me personally, academically, and then just artistically, artistically was the biggest challenge that I had senior year versus academics.
0: Okay. So how has your job search been? Or how was your job search right after school?
1: Okay. So before we even get into the job search, I was going to grad school, or so I thought. Um, I got into New York University to go there for grad school right after, you know, in fall of 2018, I was going to go there. And basically, my concern was, will this school work with me the way that the Disability Resource Center work with me? Was I even giving myself enough time to actually heal now that I've graduated? I didn't have to go to grad school. And I knew that if I did, especially since it was in New York, I would have been doing performances. I would have been writing. I would have been doing grad school work, which is nothing compared or which is much higher compared to undergraduate work. And I had to make the decision to say, no, I'm going to take a break, unfortunately, from school, which I wanted to just keep going through it, even if I had to pay the money to do it. Um, So yeah, I I said no to grad school. Then that meant jobs, like, okay, if I'm not going to grad school, what am I doing? And so the most difficult thing with working is that I will have these tired spells or just you know my jaw my head my vertigo all those other you know symptoms that have still been here will come up and jobs aren't necessarily the most accommodating with that especially the type of jobs that I would be in which would be standing on my feet walking a lot talking to children or just you know high energy types of jobs so the job search was very hard um especially for looking for pay because you already have the Difficulty that you're going to have coming straight out of college looking for a job with not having experience and stuff like that, so you add that on top of having a injury, an invisible injury such as post concussion syndrome. Many people don't even know what that is, and they don't want to work with you because they don't understand it, and they think, oh well, then you're just a detriment to our company. We don't want to hire you. So what that led me to do was actually, you know, start my own business and create my own company and things like that. So that's the pro or the the good thing that happened out of it. But yeah, the bad thing is I'm starting from scratch. I have to try to get my own clients. I'm trying to build up money, but at the same time, I'm still paying for these medical bills and just other expenses. So yeah, gap year was great. It was fun. I traveled a lot. I rested a lot. Um, Literally a lot. I rested so much and I'm still resting now. Um, Yeah. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes, it did answer my question very well. And you touched on how tired you'll get. Sometimes you call them tired spells. Mm -hmm. So You talked about how you'll have exhaustion throughout the day. Now, just touch on that and just kind of clarify kind of how that feels.
1: Yeah, for me personally, it's not a good feeling because I'll try to fight through it knowing that I should just go lay down. Um, Basically, what it feels like is that I haven't gotten any sleep maybe for the last week, even though I could have gotten, you know, 10 hours plus a night of sleep. It feels like in those moments when they hit I didn't get any sleep and I need to go lay down, but it's not the type of tired where like sleepy tired. It literally feels like I didn't get any sleep because I was doing some rigorous amount of physical work for 24 hours a day or something like that. So it, it's exhaustion. It does not feel good. And literally there's just nothing that I can do. I The only thing I can do is go lay down. And because most of the stuff that I'm doing right now is looking at a computer screen, responding to emails and different messages online I think that's also what's probably contributing to this um high exhaustion but also sometimes I'm not looking at the screen at all all day and just taking a shower will make me feel like yep right after that shower I have to go lay down for three hours and I'll try to put a timer on and do 15 20 minutes 30 minutes and my body is just like no but after three hours I'm usually pretty good
0: okay um so you've had post-concussion syndrome now for a while mm-hmm. two and, so- and a half years. Yeah, so what has it taught you about yourself? Like, I know that sometimes when you're put through adversity, I said sometimes, mm-hmm. any time you're put through any type of adversity, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you have to dig deep, you have to reach within, you start figuring out what you're really made of. So what have you learned about yourself through this process?
1: Well, for starters, I learned that I needed to sit down and that I needed to rest. Um, I also learned that the body is all connected and I kind of knew that in theory but having post-concussion syndrome really shows you just how much if you mess up one part of your body how it will affect the rest of your body and so me getting hit in the chin messed up my jaw and my head and my back and my organs and stuff like it messed up with my cycle and it messed with my eating and smelling and hearing so it, it has amazed me to see just how much one little hit or head hit to my chin has really affected everything you know as far as my daily life and all that stuff has has been concerned so yeah so now I'm much more careful and I'm well I try to be much more careful I've definitely gotten hit a few more times I whacked myself in the face yesterday um but but it just makes me now more aware that like I really should value this body this temple the physicalness of it as well as you know the internal parts of my body Just because all those things get affected too, the energy, chakra, all that stuff's off.
0: Yeah, and though you said little hit, the hit was not little.
1: Well, yeah, obviously.
0: I mean, I I played football and wrestled. Now with football, with football, you never know. But with wrestling, I only got one concussion. I was hit on my hair, where my hairline is. Like Mm -hmm. I said last one, the last episode, that wasn't a bad concussion at all. Mm -hmm. And then I wrestled for seven years. Yeah. No mouthpiece. Never got a tooth knocked out, never got hit in the chin the way you did. So I know that the hit that you say is little was really big.
1: Well, yeah, it's obvious that it was big. I mean, even when I got hit, I didn't think that I would have been in as much pain as I was after the initial injury, just from the way she hit me, like she hit me in my chin, but it didn't feel like, I didn't feel it in my chin. I literally felt like somebody had just punched me in my right side of my jaw. So like, that's the thing that threw me off completely why I say, oh, this little hit, but no. Bless her head. It was a big one, y'all. Um, bless her head. I hope she's doing okay because I, I often think about that. Like if I'm the one who's messed up and I got hit in the chin, she hit me with her head. You would think she'd be concussed. I don't think she is. Um, but before before we go on, I just want to say I did try a lot of natural um, remedies and still am. Um, shout out to Mr. Kahari for giving me the golden milk um, recipe. It was really, really good. The only thing was it was staining my teeth, so I had to stop it for, for a while. I think it was working. But at the same time, I still definitely had the light and sound sensitivity. But as far as like my vertigo um, and my um, lightheadedness, tired, uh, dizziness and all that stuff was concerned. I feel like the golden milk was really helping with that. with keeping me calm. Um, so, yeah. So shout out to Mr. Kari for providing me that and the bacopa. And I also take right now uh, ginkgo and things like that from my brain just to make sure I'm not getting any Alzheimer's or anything like that. But yeah.
0: But that's what I was going to go into, the treatments that you've started. Mm -hmm. And you said you tried the golden milk. That stuff was good.
1: Yeah, it was turmeric, almond milk, coconut milk, and what am I missing? Maybe some vanilla. Stevia, stevia leaves. I'm not really sure about the pronunciation to sweeten it up. And yeah, I can't remember what else I used, but it was really good. And it, it warmed me. It's like, you know, when you're younger, you probably used to get warm milk before you went to bed or something like that in your baby or whatever. But yeah, that's what it felt like. It knocked me out for sure. And I drank green tea, decaffeinated green tea every morning. Um, I, like those of you who know me, you know, I drink only hot water. I'm not a tea person. So that was the hardest part of trying to do these natural healing things is I'm like, I really just need something because the what the doctors are providing me is, is not working or they didn't give me any information, really. Um, so the green tea, while it was tough, I did it. Every morning in the golden milk at night, every night, I got to get back to it. So I
0: know when you talk to people, especially people that you haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. they'll ask about how, how you're doing. Mm-hmm. So what do you usually tell people who ask how you're doing now versus how you were doing in college?
1: Um, usually I say I'm doing really well. I'm living life the best way I can, staying busy. Um, and then I'll say I'll, I'm still concussed, but no complaints. Like I have no major complaints As far as how versus how I was doing in college, I'd normally probably say something like I've calmed down a lot or I'm not doing nearly as much as I was, which is for any normal person, you know, whether they were hit or not. That's probably something that's going to happen. You're not going to be doing all the activities you did in college because most people go start working and stick to a job or they have a family or whatever. So for me, yeah, my normal response is I'm alive. I'm, I'm alive and well. And um if they ask me about my concussion, I say, Yep, still concussed. If you see these sunglasses on my face, it means I'm still concussed. That's what I probably say with a little bit of attitude. Um, but yeah, no complaints.
0: Why why the attitude, Latrice? Why the attitude?
1: Because I wouldn't be wearing these sunglasses if I wasn't still concussed. So when people ask me, Oh, you still got that? Don't you see these sunglasses on my like, you know, and then that's just a defensive response. It's sunny outside no sometimes it's not sunny outside sometimes we're inside a building and they're saying you still got that concussion you know whatever i'm not gonna come for people anymore i try i try not to come with an attitude for the most part i apologize to anybody who has gotten the attitude latrice you know irritable but yeah yeah i forgot what you asked but yeah
0: oh i just said why the attitude yeah that's why that's why all right that's all we got for today part three on the way everybody